the Ducks are going to let the kids play at World Juniors for the most part. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. Thank you for making this podcast your first listen of the day. A reminder that this podcast is free and available across all platforms. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. So today we're going to talk a little bit about World Juniors and talk a little bit more about the prospects and the goals a little bit more. I mentioned on Goals Thursday that this would kind of be a continuation of yesterday's Goals Thursday podcast. And we'll talk a little bit about the future. We'll look ahead later on in this podcast. Uh, Before I talk about World Juniors, I do want to make a little bit of a correction from Goals Thursday. And I realized that I made this correction maybe about 20 minutes after I actually uploaded the Goals Thursday podcast. I had mentioned that the player of the week of this past week was Braden Tracy. And I had mentioned that Jacob Perot, um, I thought he had won an award. It turns out he didn't. In fact, it was a former San Diego goal that was player of the week. Halloween week. Potts. Yeah, Andrew Podorowski. He was the player of the week Halloween week. The following week was Martin Furk. And I heard that Jacob Perot was up for player of the week around that same time. But it ended up going to Martin Furk. And then after that, Uko Pekka Lukanen from the Rochester Americans. But Jake, for, for whatever it's worth, Jacob was up there on the voting. At least that's what I heard from a little bird. So, hey, at least Jacob Perot was under consideration, but not quite. That doesn't dismiss the fact that he's having a stellar year so far for the San Diego goals. And just to throw this out a little bit, the goals have had five players become the AHL's player of the week. We have to go back. The first time that was won was January 7th, 2018. Callie Kosala, he won the Player of the Week award. Yes, this is the same guy that had the Michigan goal all those years ago. And that was a game at San Diego. So he was the first goal to win Player of the Week. Then after that, you got to go to January 2019. Sam Carrick won the award. Then after that... Who remembers this? February of 2020, Max Comtois, he won the Player of the Week just a couple weeks before the AHL shut down in the pandemic-shortened season. That was a shame, too, because Comtois was looking very comfortable in his role in San Diego, and they were on their way to the playoffs in 2020, but the panorama happened. Then we look back to last season. Remember when Trevor Zegras got the first award that season? He was player of the week. He had that blistering start to the season. So Zegras won that award. And now we can add Braden Tracy to that list. So those are the five San Diego goals that have won the AHL's 
Player of the Week award. So I wanted to make that little bit of a correction. And kind of funny that I bring up Braden Tracy, who's just a little bit too old to be considered for the World's Junior Championships. Jacob Perot isn't too old to be considered for that. He almost won Player of the Week. And he would normally be considered for the World's Junior Championships. He is only 19 years old. However, the Ducks have decided, no, we we don't got to do that. No, he's good in San Diego right now. We're going to let him continue tearing up the AHL and continue his development. And he's going to stay here in SoCal. Well, wait, wait, wait a minute. Hold on. We've seen other players go from the AHL to play in Canada at the World Juniors. We've seen it before. So what's different about this? Why are the Ducks possibly... Oh, wait. Hold on. Consider this, Ducks fans. Maybe, just maybe, the Ducks are keeping him around in San Diego just in case... You ready for this? Just in case they might need Jacob Perot to get called up. Maybe they want him to play those nine games at some point very soon. You never know. Or they could call up Braden Tracy, which might be the better option, truth be told. So, Jacob Perot, not on the potential roster for the WJCs. But hey, we've got some other Ducks prospects that are in there. And in fact, we'll go with Team... Let's go Team USA first, because... This is a little bit interesting. So far, for the selection camp for the World Junior Championships, the Team USA roster includes players like Drew Camesso. It also includes Sean Barron's Brock Faber, who's a prospect of the Kings. It also includes Scott Morrow, Tyler Clevin. It also includes another couple big names. Uh, it features Brett Berard, Maddie Beniers, Yes, that Maddie Beniers. Thomas Bordalo. Oh, and we have two Ducks on this list. We have Ian Moore, who was a freshman with the Harvard Crimson. So far, he's only got three points in nine games. He's a very sound defenseman. I think he'll be a possible fine fit for the WJCs. So Ian Moore is one of those players. If you recall, he was a third round pick in last season's NHL draft. So Ian Moore, one of those players. The other one who I personally think has a legit shot to make the team, Sasha Pastujov. Pastujov, if you recall, was the third round pick in this year's NHL draft, except that could actually be a friggin' steal at 66. Because Pastujov right now has 32 points in only 21 games for the Guelph Storm. He is tearing up the OHL right now. 18 goals, 14 assists, 32 points. He is among the league leaders in a plethora of categories. Mr. Hattrick for the Guelph Storm is tearing it up. And one thing that he's improved on a lot, I've mentioned this in the podcast previously, his skating has improved. Previously thought to be a below average skater. He's now considered... Are you ready for this? He's now considered an average skater. If you have those filthy mitts and you can skate pretty well, 
then yeah, you're going to tear it up in the OHL. He still needs some development. He still needs a little bit of room to grow. He is still only 18 years old. He's only 18. Guys, his ceiling could be quite high. If he continues on this path right now of improvement as far as skating is concerned, which was his biggest knock, then who knows how far this kid can go. So once again, the two Ducks prospects for the U.S. as far as WJCs in the select camp roster, Ian Moore and Sasha Pastujov. And I realize that I'm already up against it. Already, man. We'll talk about who got invited to Team Canada's camp. But first, let's talk about betonline.ag, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. And football is coming down to the wire. We're in the last month of the NFL. The NBA is really going full force. And of course, the National Hockey League is happening right now. If you want to check out all the latest lines, and also they have some casino games there as well, then head over to betonline.ag. Use promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So for example, if you deposit $200, you'll get a $100 bonus deposit by using the promo code LOCKEDON at betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. And we're also brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. And the holidays are here. If you need a delectable, delicious protein bar, a little bit of a snack, then Built Bar is right for you. Only 130 calories on average, only about 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and packed with about 17 grams of protein. Not only are they delicious, but they are healthy for you, and they are just decadent. So head over to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar. And don't forget to check out their amazing line of Built Puffs and Built Boost. Once again, Built.com, promo code LOCKED15. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. So I had mentioned Team USA's roster. I hadn't even touched Team Canada yet. And I figured I'd kind of save the best for last on that one because Team Canada has two Ducks prospects that you should be familiar with. If you went to the rookie camp or went to the open practice in Irvine, you saw these two. If you went to the rookie challenge out in Arizona, you're very familiar with these two guys. Olin Zellweger, who was a late round pick in this year's draft. Olin Zellweger, I'm I'm impressed by Zellweger. He's got some pretty nice skates on him. One of the other great skaters as far as under 20-year-olds. If you put Zellweger on a defensive pairing with Jamie Drysdale, like later on in the future, they could skate circles around everybody. I mean everybody. Olin Zellweger is only 18 years old himself. He's still got a lot of time to develop. A lot of time to develop. As far as 
the other prospect, y'all know who this is. Ducks fans, Goals fans, no, mostly Ducks fans should be familiar with the other name. I'm just going to let that linger for another minute because I want to talk about Olin Zellweger for just another couple of seconds. As I mentioned, he's only 18 years old and his birthday is September 10th. That's a pretty neat birthday. I'll be a little personal here. That happens to be my birthday. Also September 10th. There's another Duck player whose birthday is also on September 10th. Someone that I have been high on since before the season started. And you know exactly who this is. Mr. Troy Terry. So Olin Zellweger, so far this season with the Everett Silver Tips, he's been lighting up the WHL. He's got 21 points in only 18 games. Uh, By the way, he's a defenseman. He's a defenseman with 21 points in 18 games. He's among the league leaders in defensemen in scoring. You look at the draft picks that the Ducks made this season. Olin Zellweger at 34, the round two pick. Then you had Pasturdov, a round three pick. Then, yeah, exactly. My God. Those could be steals for the Ducks on the 2021 draft. Oh, the the other name? Uh, yeah, all Ducks fans should be familiar with the other name. Mason McTavish. Look, McTavish is already tearing it up with the Peterborough Peets. He's going to make the team. Yes, I know he's on the selection camp roster. And there's a slew of other good players on there. Shane Wright, Kent Johnson, Connor Bedard, Zach Dean, William DeFore, Cole Perfetti, Hendricks Lapierre. Yeah, I get that. Mason McTavish is among the better players on that forward line. He's going to make the team. And I think Olin Zellweger, I think that one's going to be close. But look who else you have on there. Caden Gooley, who's the brother who's the brother of some other Gooley that was in the Ducks organization. You might remember him. Lucas Cormier, Jack Thompson, Owen Power. Yeah, there's already some pretty good defensemen on that list. So I don't know if Olin Zollweger will quite make the WJC roster for the defenseman, but I think he's got a shot. So those are your Ducks prospects so far on the selection camps. I'll mention them once more. Sasha Postujov, Ian Moore, Olin Zollweger, and of course, Mason McTavish. The World's Junior Championships begin in four weeks. No, in fact, 22 days. Wow, 22 days already. That's when the WJCs begin. So I look forward to seeing that. And a little bit more on the WJCs themselves. Team USA is going to be in Block B with Russia, Sweden, Slovakia, and Switzerland. All the pool games will be played out in Red Deer, Alberta, a little bit south of Edmonton. Team Canada, they're in a group with Finland, Germany, the Czech Republic, and Austria. They will play all of their games at Rogers Place in Edmonton. No matter what, all of Canada's games will be played in Edmonton. So there you go. There's your little sneak peek into the WJCs. And now we're going to look into the future in a different way. 
But before we do that, let's look at the current standings. Anaheim is in third place with 29 points. That means that looking into the future, they've got a pretty decent schedule coming up. They've got the Calgary Flames tonight. Then they have this five-game roadie at Washington, at Buffalo, at Columbus, at Pittsburgh, at St. Louis. I see no reason why the Ducks cannot get at least five points out of that road trip. So you've got to think even further than that. They play Seattle at home, and then they play the Coyotes. <laughs> the Coyotes, oh, please, they should beat them. Then they have the Canada trip, Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver. Then they're home against the Sharks, <laughs> and Vancouver. The Ducks could very likely win the rest of their home games this calendar year. They've already beat Vegas. Wouldn't it be great if the Ducks can win nine games in the month of December? Just like they did, dot, 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 in November. That's right. The Ducks won nine games in the month of November. Their first winning month since November, sorry, October of 2019. Hey, that was the first month I hosted this podcast. Has it really been that long since the Ducks even had a winning month? The answer is yes. But to go back further, the last time the Ducks had a nine-win month was March 2019. Those nine wins were against Colorado, Arizona, Montreal, Nashville, Colorado again, Florida, San Jose, Vancouver, and the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, nine victories, March of 2019. That was the last time the Ducks won nine games in a month. And I sincerely think they can do it again. I could see eight victories out of there because there are some pretty easy opponents on there. Buffalo, Columbus, Pittsburgh, they've been been up and down. St. Louis, I still don't believe in them. Seattle and Arizona below 500. Vancouver twice below 500. San Jose. Hmm. Yeah, I could see it. They could win eight more games out of that bunch. So we'll see if the Ducks can get nine victories again this month. And if that happens, that would put them at least, at the very least, with 45 points entering 2022. If they can get 45 points by the end of the calendar season, that would put them square in a playoff spot. And you could begin to think, hey, maybe this team could go somewhere. With all that cap space, maybe GM Solomon can say, you know what? Maybe we can go out and get someone. But this is way into the future at the end of this month and at the end of this calendar year. Let's see where the Ducks are at the end of 2021. So that's a little bit of a look ahead. We'll take a look at tonight's matchup against the Calgary Flames on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network or TLOPN or TLOPN. I want to thank you for making this your first listen of the day. And this show was brought to you by Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts for the power of the inside track. You switch to Boost Mobile 
for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to the latest episodes and keep up with your favorite players and teams. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can share all the insights. Switch to Boost Mobile and get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G phone when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. And this phone is a beauty. I just got that phone last Friday and it is amazing. More power to save Boost Mobile. Once again, switch to Boost Mobile, get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions reply, apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. And I wasn't lying when I said I actually did get that phone last Friday for Black Friday. And I've already got all my old apps on it. Did the switch over, got all my old pictures on there. It's a freaking great phone. Uh, the best part about that phone, by the way, this is not part of the ad. This is just like my personal thing. The battery life on that phone is way, way better. That'll better suit me for my long runs, my marathons, should I do those. And speaking of marathons, just to get a little personal here, I should find out whether I'm officially going to Chicago Marathon pretty soon. So fingers crossed on that one. I just wanted to peel back the curtain on that one. So I did mention that the goals are facing the Stockton Heat coming up this weekend. And speaking of the Stockton Heat, I mentioned some of the past goals players of the week. A Stockton Heat player that was a player of the week about four years ago was Andrew Mangiapane. Yeah, he was a player of the week with the Stockton Heat. And look, I'll be honest, I used to hate that guy. I used to hate watching Mangiapane play for Stockton because he would terrorize the hell out of the San Diego goals and the Ontario raid. So I hated watching him just for that reason alone. And now we have to watch him terrorize our SoCal teams once again. Although if you're a Ducks fan, you were happy to see Andrew Mangiapane score a power play goal against the Los Angeles Kings last night. He helped the Flames beat the Kings last night 3-2 at Staples Center. But... Because Calgary won last night, guess what? They're back in first place yet again. The Calgary Flames have 33 points tops in the Pacific Division. Right behind them are the Oilers at 32 and the Ducks at 29. So the Ducks are right there. They are right freaking there with the two best teams in the Pacific Division, both Alberta teams. And we got a bit of... Not great news earlier this morning, or rather this afternoon, and I kind of waited to record until I heard some further news about this, and it's regarding Ryan Getzloff. Getzloff is now considered week to week with a lower body injury. That sucks. Losing losing Getzloff is massive for the Ducks, and now you have to have some major shifting of lines. Who's going to be up there on that first line? Or here's here's a thought. You ready for this? Move the kids up to the first line. It's Zegris time. Look how well the Zegris, Raquel, and Milano line have been doing. Make them the first line. And then put Troy Terry, Adam Henrique, and whoever you replace him with on the second line with Terry and Henrique. 
So who do you put in the center? Do you put Grant in there? Do you put the Elite 1C in there? Do you put Lundestrom in there? I would like to see Lundestrom in there, or I'd like to see Sam Steele get back in there, because I thought Steele did a pretty decent job pairing with those two. But considering that it's week-to-week and not day-to-day, that means that Getzloff is definitely out for tonight's game. However, he will make the road trip with the team, but I think that's more for just overall locker room morale. To have your captain there with you on the plane, on the bus, it's good for it's good for the team overall. So Getzloff will at least be traveling with the team. Maybe maybe he can play that last game. I I doubt it. But you can hope, right? So there you go. That's a pretty terrible injury. It's an ankle injury. So here's what we have going on for tonight's game. It is the Flames versus the Ducks. We will keep this short. The Flames have won two in a row. So have the Ducks. And they've both been impressive wins. The Ducks recently beat the Kings and beat Vegas. Calgary also beat the Los Angeles Kings, and they beat Pittsburgh. So two pretty good wins for both teams. Both of those wins were one-goal victories for both the Flames and the Ducks. The difference is the Ducks have scored 11 goals. The Flames have only scored five, but the Flames have only allowed three goals. And you know where this begins and starts with their all-star caliber goaltender, Markstrom, Jakob Markstrom is on another level right now. And if you would have told me earlier this season that Markstrom would be among the league leaders in a plethora of categories, I would have said, (laughs) you're kidding me. No, he's got a 176 goals against a 939 save percentage. That's really good. On a back-to-back, I would not expect Markstrom to start. In fact, I would expect Dan Vladar to start for the Calgary Flames. Oh, but Ducks fans... um. Maybe you should turn away right now. Vladar is 4-0-1. He has not lost a game in regulation yet this season. He's got a better save percentage. A 946 save percentage and a 157 goals against. And he's got two shutouts of his own. So if you're the Ducks, you gotta think to yourself, ay ay ay. How can you possibly score against these guys? Well, the Kings figured out a way to score twice against them. Uh, one of them is just pass, 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 pass all the time. The Ducks need to be a little bit unselfish here. They cannot try to play hero. They've got to just pass and pass and get those cross ice passes going. Look for the open shot. Hey, the Ducks are very good on the power play. If you can have Terry Zegris Milano on a power play line... That could help a lot. The Ducks still are one of the best power play teams in the league. They're still doing this at a 27% clip. That is number three in the entire NHL. Uh, But be careful. Calgary's fifth. They have a 26% power play. Okay, so what about the penalty kill? Both teams are in the top 10 in the penalty kill. So we see where both teams bred their butter. The special teams. They are both top 5 in power play, both top 10 as far as penalty killing is concerned. So how in the heck do you beat these guys? This is the number 1 defense as of right now in the National Hockey League. Gee, haven't we seen this recently? Oh yeah, when they played the Carolina Hurricanes. And at the time, Carolina 
was the number one ranked defense in the NHL. So it's really got to be about the power play. If the Ducks can stay disciplined, stay out of the box, and get multiple power play opportunities, that might be their best chance for victory, as far as I'm concerned. So once again, that game will be taking place tonight at the Pond. That is a 7 o'clock start. Make sure to get there early and root on your Anaheim Ducks. And that will do it for today, but that will not do it for the week. We'll talk a little bit more about the Ryan Getzloff injury. We'll have a special, a very special, well, not very special, but it's a special Saturday edition podcast of Locked on Ducks to make up for the two that were not around this week when I wasn't feeling well. So we will have a Saturday podcast, and then we will be back with our Monday through Friday shows next week because we have a long road trip coming up. We'll talk about the upcoming road trip just at large. We'll talk about the Flames game, and we'll talk a little bit more about the Ryan Getzloff injury and what that means to the team and how they can get around that. So that will come on tomorrow's special edition Saturday podcast. So thank you all once again for listening, and thanks for making Locked on Anaheim Ducks your first listen of the day. And make sure to make Locked on Bets your second listen of the day with your boy Q. Check that out. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. You can drop me a line. The email is LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Odyssey, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, among others. Thank you all so much. I greatly appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow, so stay tuned for that. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Enjoy Ducks hockey tonight. Please be safe out there, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together. Fly together.